welcome to my Hacking Confidence podcast. Now, I have done this in a podcast because I think it's better that we can listen to this whilst we're out and about, we're moving, we're in the car, rather than thinking that you've got to spend this time sat in front of a computer or a phone um, and you can't get on with anything else. I sometimes think we take more in as well if we are listening, um, and especially if you're an auditory learner, you will be taking this in a lot better. Um, If you are visual, um, then I (laughs) apologise. But um, you'll only be listening anyway if it was a video. Um, So this is actually allowing people to be able to move and and learn. Um, So you can get on with your cooking, your driving. You can even listen to this whilst you're hacking um, (laughs) if you really wanted to. So first of all, um, I've added a few um, worksheets to the group. So have a little look at those um, and they're there to help you. Um, there's one on fear, there's one on your own self-confidence because I think the hacking confidence you've got to pick it apart quite a lot and you've got to think to yourself actually how how confident are you on the horse's back Um, honestly and now honesty is one of the biggest parts of self-confidence if you can't be honest with yourself and you can't be honest about actually how you feel you're hiding stuff, you're suppressing stuff so what that's doing is it's not allowing the true you to come out. If you can own how you feel, and if you can own that actually you might not be as confident as you really tell yourself, that's okay. And as soon as you admit it, we can do something about it. So that's step one. <laughs> so if you can fill out that form, that'd be great. Have a little ponder, have a little look, see how you get on. There's one about fear as well, because actually, you know, you need to unpick what the fear is. What is the fear about hacking? Is it the fear of falling off? Is it the fear of uh, riding on the roads? Is it actually come up with what actually, what actually is it that you're worried about? What actually is the fear? Is it a fear? It might not be. It might be um, a rational fear where something has actually happened to you. Um, I work with a lot of people that say, oh, it's really silly, it's a really silly fear, Um, you know, I'm scared of of this happening, and then when we unpick it, I'm like, well, you did actually have that happen to you at some point in your life, even if you were six, your brain's going to hold on to that, and as soon as you're in a similar situation, it's going to ping it back up again, and create the feels through your body. Because actually it is a trauma. So when you've had something that's that scary happen to you, it is a trauma, believe it or not. And trauma gets held in cells in your body. And it remembers how you were feeling and how what body responses you had on the day that that happened. And it will, as soon as it's triggered, it will relive those feelings through the body. That's why we can become so reactive. And that's why we can sometimes get those feelings when we're put in certain situations. That's another thing I'd like you just to think about. So, how much of a relationship have you got with your horse as well? What is your relationship like with with your horse? Have you got a really kind of true understanding relationship? Do you both understand each other? Do you respect the horse? Does your horse respect you? If any of those are no's, then that's where a little bit of work maybe needs to happen. Boundary setting. 
developing your relationship with the horse it's, it's all very very important we can sometimes as well uh, create quite a lot of spookiness in our heads now I think in the horsey world it, it, it becomes a bit of a subject to talk about spooking spooking my horse is spooky my horse is spooky my horse is really spooky the more we talk about it the more it becomes the inner narrative the more it becomes real it becomes a true story so actually what I'd quite like you to do is try and reframe the spooking try and say to yourself it was a uh, it was a, 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 a kind of um, a rush of impulsion or you know my horse did a super half pass across the road today past some cows <laughs> or um, my horse can halt really really well really well at the field where there's a flag try and reframe it try and make it into a positive and I know this sounds really tough and really hard but we get we're so kind of conditioned into talking about spooking creating the fact that our horses are really really spooky I mean not being funny you if you ride a horse you know that horses can be spooky what even is spooky what, what does it even mean horses are flight animals they're allowed to be scared of stuff we're then kind of putting them in so many trigger positions where they're going to be triggered by stuff and then we expect them to be able to, to have to handle it but can, can you handle it can you handle your own triggers if someone put you in you know if you're scared of clowns if someone stuck you in a um, room full of clowns how would that feel I do apologize if anyone is scared of clowns not just triggered you um, <laughs> I'm only saying clowns because I know my husband is scared of clowns and they really freak him out um, you know how would that feel and we, we're kind of doing that we're kind of um, it's, it's called flooding so it's, it's we're flooding them with all these kind of triggers um, and then also you've got to look at your horse's backstory what you know where's your horse come from have they been forced into stuff Did they work through like past things from fear so have they got fear trauma so when they see something is that is their reaction coming actually from a fear cycle there's so much to it so really you know not being able to work with you all individually I think you, you need to kind of really pick your story apart like what is your story where is, where is your hacking confidence kind of being dented so there are a few things that I want you to ask yourself before you move forward into this next bit where I talk a few and um, talk a little bit about strategies now if you think for one that this podcast is going to suddenly make you into the hacking goddess um, that you that you desire um, I, I, I'm not sure whether it will <laughs> I would love to work with some of you face to face do some online stuff that helps it but like kind of unpick it but if that's not for you that's totally okay but I'm hoping I can give you some tools and some strategies to put in place when you're hacking or when you're thinking about hacking one last thing I just want to say is I never want to put anybody in danger so I would never ever suggest rising in a really really dangerous situation I would also, you know, be clear. I mean, if you've only got like main roads to hack on and you're terrified, then maybe you need to box up and go somewhere safe, like some woods, find some nice tracks. There's no point putting you and your horse into unnecessary risk if your horse isn't keen in traffic, etc., etc., etc. 
you need to work with someone else you need to get the horse comfortable feeling really good I mean some horses just don't like it they'll maybe never settle into that situation um, and it is really tough so really really think about you know don't please don't be putting yourself under any unnecessary risks so some strategies now one of the rules in sports psychology is when there's a fear you only attack that fear by 10% each time so what does that mean that means that when you think you want to do something you don't flood yourself as I said if you flood yourself with the thing that you're scared of the brain cannot cope it goes into a stress response it can't think properly therefore it can't process the memory if it is a good one so even if say you're terrified of hacking and then you go for a four-hour hack and it goes really really well the problem is you might have flooded yourself with too much and then you get back and then the next time you go to hack you can't you just physically can't do it and yet you're saying to yourself but well, I went for a four-hour hack last week and then Cameron and Jenny at the yard are going come on just get on with it just get on with it just get back on you went for a hack last week but your body is going oh my god I can't do it I can't do it it's because you flooded yourself you flooded yourself with too much fear too much trauma too much stress too much cortisol too much adrenaline not good so 10% so even though the desire might be there to go for this really long hack and Karen and Jenny are telling you just just to get on and just to do it please don't listen to them okay please don't listen to them go by 10% so maybe get on and give yourself a destination where you want to get to so kind of get on and then think right I'm gonna to ride to that post box I'm gonna ride that post box and I'm gonna turn around and come back sorted okay might be a bit boring but that's good we need to make the brain bored next time go okay i'm gonna ride to that fence down the road the bit where there's a gate so i'm gonna ride to there and they're gonna turn around and come home excellent cool you've gone a little bit further fantastic good next time go a little bit further you know where i'm going with this okay now some people have said to me oh but won't my horse learn it's going to get to a certain point and turn for home no no it won't what you're doing is if the horse is a little bit scared as well you're actually saying to the horse i'm not going to push us any further until and i'm, I'm going to push us into our you know our happy zone and then we're just going to go home so you're building up positive experiences for the horse as well so it's working for both of you so if you're feeling unsettled the horse will be feeling unsettled remember that we help to regulate the horse we need to make sure that we get on and regulate the horse and help to regulate the horse. We can't expect the horse to be helping us all the time, sorting us out emotionally. We need to check our energy all the time, constantly, constantly checking our energy. So, that's one tactic, 10% rule. The next one, if you get lots of niggly thoughts as you're riding on a hack, like, oh, he's scared of this oh he's scared of that what I need you to be doing is not be looking not be looking at these things that are scary not letting them take over your mind you're totally allowed to go oh there's a balloon he might be scared but instead of freezing and not doing anything what I want you to do is do something about it 
So I want you to look ahead of that balloon. I want you to look at something completely different. And then I want you to ask your horse a little bit of a question. Maybe put it into a bit of shoulder four. Maybe wiggle it up and down the road if it doesn't do shoulder four. Maybe start having a massive chat with the horse. Start talking about absolute nonsense. So just to take your mind off of the balloon. Because as soon as you recognise that balloon, the horse is going to go, uh-oh, what's up? What's happening? Mum's saying that something's going on. There's something scary happening. And it's going to be picking up on absolutely everything. So try and focus on something else ahead, like beyond the balloon. It might be a house roof. It might be a chimney. Just look at something on, on it. I mean, a tree. Just pick something else to look at that isn't triggering to you. So whatever your triggers are for potential spooks, you've got to remember that we might have something to do with the horse spooking if we are giving out all this energy down the road, something right down the road, down the reins that, um, that there's something scary ahead of us. The horse is going to be picking up on that quite rapidly. So we need to make sure that we're in control. So that's the next bit. So the, like detract yourself away from the scary object ask the horse a question so you're thinking about something else and focus your mind on another object whether it's a house roof it's a tree now the next thing is if you're starting to feel a bit nervous starting to feel a bit anxious have a look around you have a look at the trees the bushes the flowers notice some beauty have a look at little details like you know the the yellow the yellowness of of some certain flowers they're not very good with flowers so i can't name them um <laughs> you know they might see some beautiful pink or purple flowers you might also notice some beautiful trees my favorite trees are weeping willows if i saw one of those it'd make me feel really lovely have a look at the different colors of of of, uh, of leaf have a look you know there's some deep green there's some light green there might be some almost yellowy green. Just have a little look around you and just notice some of the beauty. Then have a little bit of a focus on your your smell. What can you smell? I mean, you might be able to smell some cut grass, barbecue. I mean, as we go through the summer into the autumn, you start smelling bonfires, which is one of my favorite smells. But also remember that smells can be a bit of a trigger as well. So try and focus on the smells that you know make you feel nice, barbecues. Um, bonfires I, I used to love the smell of creosote they used to make me feel really lovely like think of summer you're not allowed to have it anymore are you um so think about all the things that make you feel nice and go there now have a little listen around for what you can hear without letting it trigger you can you hear the birds and okay if you can hear a chainsaw in the distance or something that you view as a potential danger again start asking your horse some different questions and now i'm going to move on to the breath because this is where you'd need to use the breath so if you hear see smell feel something because you need to be feeling what the horse is saying to you underneath you need to be going to the breath so with the breath what i want you to do when you're riding the horse is use something called candle breathing so you just take a deep breath in and when you breathe out, you make an O shape with your mouth and you breathe out for as long as you can. And just imagine that you're blowing out a candle. Have a little practice. You just breathe in and out. 
it's a really nice O shape with your mouth. The reason you make the O shape is it makes the, the breath longer and that's what you want, you want the out breath to be longer. So as soon as you feel a potential trigger, go straight to that candle breath. So that's a really nice calming method. It's a really lovely calming for you, calming for the horse. You might also want to start stroking the horse, giving the horse a little bit of a scratch, talking to your horse. Now you also need to kind of think about, is your horse, is it, does he go into the freeze response? Does he go into the flight response? Know your horse. If he goes in, if he's a, if he's a freezer, <laughs> so if he freezes, you need to ignite his nervous, his sympathetic nervous system, okay? So you need to ignite his sympathetic nervous system. You actually need to say to him, mate there's something scary we need to go <laughs> because when they go into the freeze response they've gone into no one can see me i'm going to just stand here which isn't really helpful especially if it happens on a road so what things you can try if your horse doesn't respond well to the leg you don't want to be sat there kicking him if it's going to wind him up you don't want to be shouting and screaming because you don't want to be getting angry so what you can do is just pop your hands forwards nice loose reins and give him two nice big pats on his neck and just with those two pats just say walk on nice and positively with lots of good boy or good girl afterwards lots and lots of praise if they do walk on whilst, whilst you do the two big pats use your leg at the same time because if they are a little bit leg resistant they're not gonna be uh, they're not gonna notice as much that's one little thing you can try if not, if your horse is frozen, it's not going to walk on, get off. There is nothing wrong with getting off. I don't know how many times I have to say it. People think, well, people feel ashamed of getting off. They're worried about what people think back at the yard. Now, if you get off and walk them like they are a toddler, <laughs> who you need to march across the road. So walk them with a really marchy effect. Come on, we're going, off we go. So you take control of the situation. This is what's happening, we're walking, off we go. If you feel you can, find somewhere to get back up and get back on, if you can. If not, and you don't mind walking the rest of the journey, walk the rest of the journey. It's still time with your horse. You are still doing lots of good. The horse won't learn, if I do this, she's gonna get off, because actually they've still got to work. So they're not, you're not going to turn for home. You're not going to just suddenly take them home. You're going to carry on on your ride as long as it's not like six hours or something. But you're going to carry on for as long as you can or make your ride slightly shorter, but you're not going to just turn around and go home. But if you can get on again, go for it. And just keep repeating that. So then if it happens again, get off, walk again. It doesn't matter. And I know it's not great for us, but it's if, if it's safe, if it's the safest way, do it. You've got to think about safety safety always comes first you don't want a horse to freeze on a road and then you sit there kick 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 and it, and it turns into a you know a, a horrible situation for everybody think about the consequences afterwards if you get off you walk you're going to all be safe and all be happy take control and there is no shame in getting off i will repeat that and repeat that until i'm blue in the face now obviously some people say to me, my horse isn't great in hand, so 
um, I don't really want to get off. Okay, fair play. So we need to look at stuff we can do on top. And these are generally horses that might be flight animals. Well, they're all flight animals, but they go more into the flight. So if this is the case and they get they get kind of upset about certain things, then it is. It's thinking about relaxing, regulating the horse, regulating your emotions, doing the candle breath so that you're nice and calm, keeping the horse distracted. So as soon as you feel, because you should be feeling the energy creating, as you know, what the horse is saying, the tension, doing something different like do something different with the horse move its body move its neck you know turn it wiggle it up and down the road put it in a bit of shoulder in do a little bit of leg yield do something to distract the horse and distract you that is the best thing to do so do some of you get silly thoughts thoughts that really bug your mind before you get on so what I'm going to invite you to do is do a pre and post ride sheet and I will put those to the group so before you ride I want you to write about the negative thoughts that you have they're not silly thoughts by the way they are your thoughts and they're popped up to try and keep you safe but you might define them as silly but they're not silly so these sheets they get you to write down all these thoughts onto a piece of paper. They get you to reframe them. And then when you get back from your ride, you can write about your ride. And you can write about what you'd do next time. They're really helpful sheets. And if you want to change, and if you want to see progress, use these sheets. Now, one other thing we can try, if none of this works, is and you've got some ingrained fear, your horse is, is brilliant, it's very, very safe, but you're still struggling with hacking. So I want you to be really deeply honest, okay? So if your horse is, bomb, you know, pretty much bomb-proof, it's been well-tested in, in all these different, ex, you know, experiences and this, that and the other, then if you can kind of say, yes, it is me, it's because of ingrained fears, etc etc then, then give me a message and we can see what we can work with we can perhaps do some emotional freedom technique we can have a look at the traumas if you're quite local we could do a um, hack um, session I do quite a lot of hacking sessions with people but hopefully this is giving you some starting points to think about what you can do whilst you're on a hack so breathing distraction looking for beauty using all your senses, giving yourself intentions, using the 10% rule, don't over flood yourself. And giving yourself very small intentions with no expectations. And if you need to get off, get off. So I hope there's been some hope, um, helpful things on this podcast for you. If you have any questions, please message and I will try and help as much as possible. Anyway, take care, stay safe, and find some enjoyment. Breathe with your horse. Keep focused on what's ahead of you, not focusing on triggers. Smile when you can. I remember 
that this time is supposed to be enjoyable and that you're allowed to enjoy yourself.